Hello everyone and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and thank you for joining me for episode 78. Today I have a awesome interview with uh, one Brian Azzarello, whose work you may know from the DC Vertigo Hellblazer comics, Batman, uh, Joker, Flashpoint, Night of Vengeance, one of my favorite Flashpoint stories. And uh, just before doing this interview, I sat down and read Luther once again, which is uh, a work from him and Lee Bermejo, and it is just great. I talk a little bit about it in this interview, I think towards the end there. Uh, But yeah, this was a very interesting interview for me. He He was a different kind of interview. And uh, he even calls me out on some of my bullshit here <laughs> a little bit, which which I had to admit it was kind of a fucking stupid question. But anyways, I hope you guys really enjoy this. Some uh, interesting insight into the man himself, and uh, I'll see you on the back end of this, and I guess during it too. And if you read the title, you know that my guest today is the one, the only Brian Azarella. Thank you very much for doing this with me. Sure. Uh, first thing, I want to dig into your secret origins a little bit. Uh, what was the path from a little boy in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, reading Monster and War comic books, to an Eisner Award winner who's gotten to play with Wonder Woman, Batman, The Spirit, Spider-Man, just to name a few? What was the path? What was the path? What, what, what got you here? What, what got you into comics and wanting to do one, this? Sure. <laughs> crooked one, huh? Just, yeah, I mean, this really isn't anything I wanted to do. I'm not like a lot of people in this industry. Really? You know? Yeah. Uh, what was it that you did want to do? I wanted to be a lion tamer. Really? That would have been awesome. It would have been, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. What, what strayed you off the path of lion tamer? Peter. <laughs> There's always a villain to every story. Is, is it true you actually shied away from superhero stories when you were younger? Uh, no, I didn't really shy away. I mean, I just didn't find them as interesting as some of the other stories. Okay. You know? So, yeah. It seems like you were into a lot of more of the uh, noir, detective... Uh, no, crime stories and it really stuff. wasn't any of that when I was a kid I mean okay. other than uh, like I, I would find some of the old issues of Crime Doesn't Pay it like uh, there was this bookstore downtown Cleveland called K's and they had uh, they, they sold like old used comic books that, that they like put the price on with a grease pencil <laughs> uh, it was right and the comics were right next to the porno <laughs> No compunction. Uh, it was uh, like it was. It was great. You go in there and you're like you're, yeah. you're you know like going through the long boxes and you're not looking at the long boxes uh, at all. You're looking at the, like, what's behind the black bar on that cover. Lo- looking for my next adventure. Yep, just looking for the next tale. <laughs> Uh, you, you wrote the screenplay for the animated Batman The Killing Joke, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, what was the transition from writing comics to writing a feature film? You know, when I wrote it originally, it wasn't going to be a feature. Uh, originally, it was, they came to me to do the adaptation of just the story, The Killing okay. Joke. And um, even even at that, uh, that, they said, like, it's not long enough to do, you know, we need this to be about... I don't know what it was, 20-some minutes. It's like, it's, the Killing Joke itself is not long enough to do that animated, so you're going to have to add a few scenes, which we did, and I think that they, they seem pretty seamless 
me giving the story itself. Yeah, it, it went fantastic. Uh, so, so I have to ask: did you, did you work or interact with Alan Moore at all in the in the writing of the project? No, he doesn't have anything to do with that stuff. I, I he assumed not. Why do you ask that? You know he doesn't. That's <laughs> a bullshit question. It felt like the proper follow-up. No, it is a bullshit you know question. The answer. You know that yeah. he has nothing to do with any of that stuff. Yeah, he's on. he's not a huge fan. Uh, of course, I can't pass, uh, pass up talking about the now infamous Batman Damned number one, uh, which I particularly love the decision to have Constantine as the narrator. That's fantastic. It's a visually uh, fascinating book. Uh, but what I want to ask you is, after the decision was made to include what is now being called the Bat Dick, uh, did you expect the reaction that it got? No. No? It just blew you away. Uh, what was your reaction to said reaction? I didn't think it was... It, there was anything was going to be, you know, it's just like, he takes off his costume, it's an adult book. Right. Uh, we needed him nude for that scene to, to work, where, right. you know, he's supposed to be completely vulnerable. Uh, that was, you know, they, they made a galley with that in it. I mean, everybody knew it was there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it, it seemed weird how they pivoted when they obviously were aware of it. Weird? Yeah. No, weird is not the word. Uh, it is unforgivable the way that they pivoted. The way for a publisher to pivot on, on, a, on a book like that, uh, that they're publishing and not stand behind it, that's unforgivable. Fair. Very fair. That said, I forgive you. <laughs> We're, we're going to bring this one to a close, but before we do, uh, 100 Bullets is probably the most prolific title of your career. Uh, it's known for its pulp and noir elements, deeply flawed characters, and of course graphic violence. Where does the inspiration for a book like this come from? My childhood. Your childhood. <laughs> uh, care to elaborate on that no. one? No. Fair enough. Well, Brian, I want to thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I just sat down and read Luther again. It's one of my favorite stories of oh, yours. Seeing the, the altruistic perspective of Lex Luthor towards the Man of Steel it was just fascinating. Uh, it looked like it was going to go towards a BVS-type element. That was just a, uh, a stepping stone in the whole of the story. It was just It's fantastic, and I love that book, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, there you have it from the man himself, uh, Brian Azzarello. So interesting that he didn't want to be in comics. Uh, and I guess uh, there are a few different guys out there like that uh, from what I'm hearing. But if you guys like this episode, like it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere. While here, why not like, comment, any of your thoughts on uh, this interview, uh, and share this episode. Hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. And like our nerd news page, sort of my comment. Comics on Facebook and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Twitter and Facebook, and all of our personal social media is down in the description below. Guys, coming up, we've got an interview with the Ohio River Valley cosplay group Orcs. Really fascinating interview. Uh, I got a lot of insights into the cosplay world and this group, and I think you guys are really going to like it. And then coming up uh, on Monday. I want to say Monday. Uh, it's all on the subject to change entertainment Facebook account. But Kevin Conroy. Guys, Kevin Conroy. We got him. Oh, my God. I'm still reeling from this thing. But, yeah, you guys can uh, look forward to that one coming out. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Big thanks. Big old thanks to uh, co-host of Why We're Not Writers, Sean King. For doing a little bit of editing on this one, cleaning it up for me. 
uh, I just did not trust myself with it. So, uh, thank you very much to him. Anyways, I'm going to get out of here, guys. My name is Vincent Herman, been the human. Cue that clean outro music.